Welcome to another chapter of the Hidden History of Texas, where in this chapter we meet Stephen F. Austin and the original 300. So far, I've talked about how Mexican independence from Spain affected Texas, how Americans, Anglos, began to move into Texas, and how they often interfered with local authorities. In this chapter, I want to talk about the person known as the founder of Anglo-American Texas, Stephen F. Fuller Austin. He was born on November 3, 1793, to Moses and Maria Austin in southwestern Virginia. His parents moved the family to Potosi in southeastern Missouri in 1798 and into what we now know as Washington County. His father sent him off to school in Connecticut, and he eventually spent two years at Transylvania University in Lexington, Kentucky. In 1810, he took over the management of his father's land business. By 1820, he had moved to Natchitoches, Louisiana, and then to New Orleans. It was during this time that his father Moses was asking the Mexican government for permission to move about 300 or 300 families into Texas. Now, Stephen himself was not enthusiastic about his father's Texas venture, but he decided to go along with it. Okay, so, however, Moses died soon after receiving approval, and young Austin began to carry on the colonization enterprise under his father's grant. He came to an understanding with Governor Antonio Maria Martinez about certain administrative procedures and was permitted by the governor to explore the coastal plains between the San Antonio and Brazos Rivers for the purpose of selecting a site for the proposed colony. Now, some of the arrangement details were he was able to offer land to settlers in quantities of 640 acres to the head of a family, 320 acres for his wife, 160 acres for each child, and 80 acres for each slave. Martinez warned Austin that he would be responsible for the colonists' good behavior. (laughs) While Austin was in New Orleans recruiting people for the immigration, the provisional government that had been set up after Mexican independence refused to approve the Spanish grant to Moses Austin preferring to regulate colonization by a general immigration law. Well, Austin traveled to Mexico City and was able to convince the Mexican Congress to complete a law that the emperor signed on January 3, 1823. It offered heads of families a league and a labor of land, 4,605 acres, and other inducements, and provided for the employment of agents called impresarios to promote immigration. Now remember I mentioned two other impresarios in early chapters, Edwards and DeWitt, and how they often cause conflict. Now in return for his efforts, Austin was to receive 67,000 acres of land for each 200 families he introduced. Immigrants were not required to pay fees to the government a fact that shortly led some of them to deny Austin's right to charge them for services performed at the rate of 12.5 cents an acre. The years following were a series of missteps and other issues. One primary problem, okay, was the payment of expenses. 
So Austin proclaimed a fee bill, which among other details allowed the land commissioners, who was the Baron de Bastrop in the first colony, to charge $127 a league for signing titles. And Austin made a private arrangement with Bastrop to split this fee. Now, a provision of the state law of 1825 allowed impresarios to reimburse themselves for costs and services. And under this law, Austin required colonists to pay or promise to pay first $60 and later $50 a league. Nearly all such collections as he was able to make were consumed in necessary public expenses, which fell upon him because nobody else would pay them. So, who made up the original 300? Well, my family is actually descended from some of the original 300. I am a descendant of William Gates and his son Samuel Gates. And the families that were originally brought in were important. And the family was the primary unit for distribution. But Austin, now, Austin permitted unmarried men to receive grants in partnership, usually in groups of two or three. Twenty-two such partnership titles were issued to 59 partners. So in all, 307 titles were issued, with nine families receiving two titles each. Thus, the total number of grantees, excluding Austin's own grant, was actually 297, not 300. The colonization decree required that all the land should be occupied and improved within two years. Most of the settlers were able to comply with the terms, and only seven of the grants were forfeited. Now, the majority of the old 300 colonists were from what we call the Trans-Appalachian South. The largest number were from Louisiana, followed by Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, Missouri. Virtually all were originally of British ancestry. Many had been born east of the Appalachians and were part of the large westward migration of the early years of the 19th century. Most were farmers, and many including the Bell, Borden, Kirkendall, McCormick, McNair, McNeil, Rob, and Varner families, already had substantial means before they even arrived. Now, since Austin wanted to avoid problems with his colonists, he generally only accepted those of better classes. Indeed, only four of the old 300 grantees were illiterate. Another indication of the financial stature of the grantees was the large number of slaveholders among them. By the fall of 1825, 69 of the families in Austin's colony owned slaves, and the 443 slaves in the colony accounted for nearly a quarter of the total population of 1,790. Now, as I've talked about in other episodes, the 300s were not the only settlers. However, they are the ones that most people in Texas are aware of, okay, and talk about. And they do have an effect, an effect and an impact on what was to take place in the 1830s when Texas wanted independence from Mexico. Okay, that's going to wrap up this episode, this chapter, and it's also going to wrap up volume two, of the hidden history of Texas. 
Don't forget, if you want more information about the history of Texas, visit the Texas State Historical Association. My next volume and series of episodes and chapters will deal with Texas in 1830 until its annexation by the United States. It's a strange time. A lot of folks didn't get along. Hey, if you get a chance, visit my site, arctx.org. That's https colon forward slash forward slash arctx dot org. Thank you for joining me as we have traveled back in time and taken a look at the hidden history of Texas. Bye bye, y'all.